Hello and welcome back to The Point of It All. Thank you for tuning in for this bonus episode. You know, I've done this podcast for four years now and I've had a lot of guests and I've met a lot of cool people online, but none perhaps more interesting than my next guest or my next conversation that I had a couple of weeks ago. Brittany Shaman is a professional house sitter and she hails from Australia. Now, Brittany tells me that she's house sat now for 40 plus hosts and she's visited 13 countries i believe is what she said and she's done this without paying for the accommodations so imagine traveling imagine going on vacation and not having to pay for hotel fare now Brittany's situation is unique in that she actually works from these locations because she works from home anyway she can work from home anywhere and she's done that pretty much all over the world so without further ado Let's listen to my conversation with Brittany Shaman, professional house sitter. Brittany's going to tell us how we can get into the um, the business as well if we want to, and some tips and tricks on how to do that. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Brittany, I didn't get your last name. Brittany Sharman. Thank you very much for having me. Brittany Sharman from Australia, we should say. She's way across way across the pond. Um, so Brittany, tell us about a little bit about yourself real quick before we get into your your adventures here, because they really are adventures. It sounds like you have a great time doing this. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Yep. So about five or six years ago, I was living in London and doing the old Aussies in London, the two-year visa we get, and had a friend who was house-sitting and we had a bit of a chat with her and thought that maybe that's something I could do. So six years later, I've been house-sitting all around the world. I think it's about 10 or 11 countries now, about 50 or 60 homes cared for. And, yeah, really enjoying this lifestyle. That's amazing. Now, is it just – I mean, is it a service that you offer to your your hosts? I mean, do they seek you out for this type of uh, project or how does that work? I think um, in the last couple of years, um, we do have a lot of people emailing and asking at the start. And I guess you get that once you build a bit of credibility and you have lots of references. But at the start, it was definitely um, us sending lots and lots of applications. Okay. So how did you, how do you find, how do you find prospective hosts? Yeah. Um, We use trusted house sitters. It's kind of like, I guess you'd call the Airbnb of the house sitting Mm. world. Um, All the homeowners are on there. They put their ads up and then you can go on there. I usually just search for the places I want to go to and set up some alerts and I get alerted when there's a house sick bump in that area and I'll apply for it. Hmm. So I know I mentioned that it was virtually cost free, but what are the expenses that you incur to get to the location, I guess. What 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 did you pay for? As yeah, so as- I've always this is a bit of a discussion with some people. Um, and I guess that I will preface by saying that I don't do it's it's for me, I don't get paid to go house it. Okay. I do it um for the fact that I want to go to that kind of location, I want to explore more, I want to kind of dig more into the culture hmm. and meet people. So I don't charge for the house sitting or the travel costs. And I know that varies. Some people do. Some people provide it as a service and that includes their travel, but I pay for all that. And then to use the website, 
I think it's about a hundred, around one hundred twenty dollars a year. And some mm-hmm. people, are like, oh, that's a lot. But I, if I think about it, that could be one or two nights in an Airbnb. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah, it's not a big cost. <laughs> so you mentioned a website. Is like a an Airbnb type website, or but it's just for house sitting. Yeah, just for house sitting. Yeah, but similar, okay. like um, people put up their listings and then well not like airbnb but people put them up and then you apply for them okay so if let's say from i take myself for example let's say that i i, I like what i hear i want to get into this this uh, lifestyle what are my chances of landing a decent home without references like how do i get established yeah i think that's what that's the first question everyone asks and well, we did what I didn't realize when we started applying for house sits. It was around October, I think. And we sent that first month, we sent a whole bunch out. We weren't really getting any positive responses. And then towards the end of October, we're sending more and more. And then all of a sudden, we started getting accepted for all these house sits. And we realized it was uh, with Christmas coming up. There's a lot of demand over holidays. So we managed to land two great house sits over Christmas. And I find that just because there's so much more demand, it's a lot easier to land your house since then. And it's a great way to build up some references. So even if you think about what's coming up now, we have Easter. So homeowners will be thinking about where they're going to head away for Easter. People are probably thinking about summer holidays already. So that's always a great time to build your references. So it's a matter of supply and demand. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. So do you, so I guess once you get the first one under your belt, the rest probably start coming easier then. Once you get that first reference and people start, people at the start are like, Oh, I'm not finding anything, but I'm, I think what I used to do was just put aside 10 minutes each morning, jump Mm -hmm. on there. Anything that looks appealing, I'll apply for it. Cause I, what I find is that homeowners, they'll put their ad up and they'll get uh, a a kind of like maybe 10 on the first day Mm -hmm. of that first take and they'll look at that first intake and they'll, I think they'll kind of pick someone, for, pick people to interview from that kind of group. And if mm-hmm. you're beyond that, it can be hard to get interviewed. So I think that being in there quick is one of the best ways. What do you think homeowners look for in an application? Aside from experience, what are the things that they would single out if they were looking at my application? What, are, what do they look for as a good house sitter? This is something, well, this is, what I think. I always try and read the listing and then apply my skills to the kind of things they need. If they say they have an elderly pet, mm. I can say in my um, application, I work from home, so I would be there with the animal more. Or maybe they might mention they work from home, so the animal's used to having someone there, so I'd mention that. So I always try and uh, use what they put in the listing and then okay. apply it to my Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um how long is the average stay? Like how long do you house sit for an average for each customer, each, each owner? Uh, that could, that could vary. You could see ones for a weekend. You, I've done ones that are three months long. You see oh, wow. some, yeah. Um, they kind of, they're all different, but hmm. I try and look for ones that are at least, at least three weeks. Um, it can be hard to be constantly moving around, but then again, it might suit some people to do those shorter ones. I do know people who use it just to go, you know, for their two week vacation. So mm-hmm. some people love those shorter ones. So it's kind of different for each person. But your ideal is three weeks. That's that's your ideal. Oh, well, that's my minimum. My ideal is probably six weeks or something. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 
respond. <laughs> now, when you're there, do you actually take a job and work or do you just vacation? Um, I work remotely, so I can do both. I oh, could, wow. Okay. Yeah, it depends, like, kind of if I have some time that I want to, and I want to dedicate some time to exploring, I could do that. Or if I want to work, I could do that as well. So it does really work well for people who are working remotely. Hmm. That's interesting. That's You can kill two birds with one stone, vacation and work. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, so what's been your most exotic place that you've stayed? Like, what's been, like, the dream trip of your of your uh time with this yeah definitely and i was actually just thinking this second ago when you said you can combine the two but we did um back in 2019 uh we bought a camper van in the uk and drove from the uk all the way down to greece and that was over about uh nine months and so we house sat the whole way and we did one with six weeks in Rome. That was incredible, I think. And what wow. the best part about that was it was so hot because we were there in summer that we would go out and see all the sights in the morning while it was still cool and wasn't many tourists around, and then we'd go home in the afternoon and work. So we, we could combine those two things then. Um, and then after that, we had another six weeks in Greece so that was another like that. Was, those were two big bucket list items wow. for me. <laughs> and you paid no um, no hotel fare for any nah, of those trips. For both. <laughs> well, I think that whole, uh, that whole time, that whole nine months, we had the camper van, but we kind of just used that as maybe like a couple of days in between each house sit, and then also our um, our transport. So yeah, no, we didn't pay for any accommodation. And the one in Rome was incredible. It was this beautiful little neighborhood that was um, about a 10 minute walk into town, but it was far enough removed that we kind of felt like we were really immersed in the, like, like a local neighborhood. It was lovely. Wow. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you ever gone stateside for a house sitting? Um, I haven't. Contract? No, I haven't been over. Is that on your bucket list? It is, it is, but at the moment I'm probably looking more towards Europe. I think. Okay. All right. All, 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 I do want to go to Mexico. So Mexico. Oh man, I love that. I would love to do that too. Um, how big is the industry? How big is this? Uh, this in, this uh, industry that you're in, house sitting, is it like a huge opportunity, or is it just a niche? It's definitely huge. It's one of those things that, like, a lot of people haven't heard of it. But once they start to understand the concept and they kind of get past that weird, oh, like, you know, you don't know these people you're staying with, is it safe, all these kind of things, I think they start to realise that it is a huge industry. And if you go on and if you just look at maybe uh, trusted house sitters for America, there will be probably four or 5,000 available hmm. um, assignments to do. Oh, wow, that many. So this, and if you think about everyone that has a pet and people want to head away, so there's just so much demand for it. So you are responsible for these for, for the the upkeep of the of the of the the property while you're while you're there. Like that includes pets in some cases, right? Yeah, definitely. So like it could be they want someone to look after the pool or just bring in the mail or just have and sometimes it's not always animals. It might just be mm -hmm. they want someone in the home. And that could be like a lot of places like say Mexico and France and Spain, a lot of people have second homes there. So they do just want to have someone in the home. Are there contracts involved with these stays or is it just a friendly arrangement between two people? Well, I wouldn't say this a direct because because I use trusted house sitters, you accept an assignment. And I guess when you accept it, there is um, 
standards they hold you to. Mm-hmm. And also they do provide insurance if anything happens while you're on that house. Sit. That was my next question. Liability. If there was a house fire or a robbery, you're not liable or are you liable for that type of loss? Well, I, I've i never, thank God, I've never had any issues. <laughs> Knock on wood. They do say they cover both the homeowner and the house sitter for um, insurance. Okay, good, good. God forbid something happens like that, but yeah, it's happening all the time. Yeah. Animal or anything. <laughs> now, one of my concerns after hearing about your, your, your uh, business was that, 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 that of safety, like how safe is it? Have you ever had an instance where you maybe felt a little sketchy about about the house you were supposed to sit? Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had that issue. I know with trusted house sitters, they do background checks on everybody. Okay. Whenever, and before I do a house sit, um, I always either meet with the people or do a virtual video chat. So that way we both kind of get a feel for each other. And then I always say, like, let's not make a decision right now on Mm -hmm. yes or no, but let's both go away and think about it and I'll have a think about it. And if I don't feel okay with the situation or maybe I don't feel comfortable with the state the animals are in, maybe they're really elderly or something and I'm just not comfortable or they Mm -hmm. require more medication that I'm not comfortable administering, um, I will say no. So I've never had any issues. So I always... I always make sure that I I have the standards that I will right. say no. Now I'm beginning to see why there's an annual fee for this website though, because they do take care of a lot of the behind the scenes things that you wouldn't want to do with on your own. Yeah, definitely. All that admin they take care of. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Um let's see. And you said that you've never had any issues with safety regarding your own personal health or anything. You just been fortunate in that regard. That's great. So are there different levels of the service that you offer? Like, I know you mentioned pools and pets. Are there things that you won't do or you won't take on as a, as a potential customer? I think I would never take on farm animals. And I know that's a really Mm. big industry because a lot of people who have horses and farms, it is harder to go away to find someone to look after that. But I just don't have the experience in that field. And like you were saying before, how do I kind of get a house sit? How to kind of, that's a great way to upskill yourself. If you do want more house sits, you could go out and learn how to look after those types of animals. But I wouldn't look after farm animals and snakes. That's definitely a no-go for me. Really, other than that, I can look after pools. I look love looking after gardens. So, if someone says that that they want like that looked after, I'll mention that I have experience with that. Sure. So there are levels to kind of the service provide. Do you are you are you comfortable going alone on these trips? You, I mean, you travel by yourself primarily. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm totally comfortable going by myself, and I okay. find that. People who are taking in house sitters, they're kind of open to the whole idea as well. So they're always like, love to have a chat about the tra- their travels and my travels. So I've always made great friends with all the homeowners. Nice. Now we're speaking with Brittany. Brittany is um, a professional house sitter. I guess that's fair to say, right? Yeah. Uh, how many? How many of you? How many of you sat for us so far in your career? Um, I I reckon it was upwards of 40 to 50 house sets now. Okay. So I'd say you're, you're professional then. <laughs> At the experience. So, okay. So we're going to wrap this up, but real quick, I'm just getting started in the business. What are some definite do's that I should do right away to get started? 
Definite do's. Um, I would. I have two things I think is great. Number one, get a police check because that's always great to include in your application. A background Another, check. A background check, right? Yep. Yeah, background check. And maybe ask friends and family if they need a house sitter. It's a great way to get those mm-hmm. first few references. And it also gives you a feel for if it's right for you. Some people might not like living in another person's home or they don't want to be away. You know, they it might sound great on paper to you, but once you go and do it, it might not be for you. So I think doing sure. that for friends and family is a great way to start. Great idea. Yeah. So what are some things that I want to look for in an application that I may want to maybe steer clear of? Steer clear of? Um, I always steer clear of when people mention that you can't leave the home for a certain, like some people will say the animal can't be left for more than two hours at a time. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I look for that, and I think that's just a little high maintenance for me. Sure. Yeah, so that's one of my, my red flags. and. I'm not totally anal, but I just like something that's clean. So something that like I just want to see a clean home as well. So have you ever gone to a location where it wasn't, it didn't meet those requirements and you're like, ugh. Or I have had ones where I feel more comfortable. I have had one or two where I've got there and went, well, like this is at the level of cleanliness that I would like. Like, you know, it's just grime on the kitchen, all sorts of things. Like I just gave the kitchen a clean and I thought going forward, I'll be more mindful of this when I'm looking sure. for help. Yeah. Brittany, I never knew this was an actual thing that people did to travel for free. I mean, to get free accommodations at, at a different or exotic location. It sounds like a pretty good idea. If you're the adventurous type, I guess, and you're not afraid of going to someone else's home and staying the night or the week or the month. Um, so, Brittany, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And how can we get in contact with you if we have more questions? Yeah, sure. Um, so I have a house sitting website. It's the travelinghousesitters.com and it's traveling with two L's because in Australia we spell it with two. And on there, I have, cause like you're not the first person I've spoken to and said, Oh my God, like this is incredible. I want to try it as well. Nice. So when all our friendly fans, family and friends were hearing what we were doing, we decided just to put together our website to kind of showcase the house that we've already done and then also provide some tips and information for other people getting started. So on there, we have lots and lots of information if you want to get started as a house sitter as well. And then we also have a Facebook group. So that has about 20,000 people in it. Oh, wow. And that's homeowners, house sitters, and people getting started, all sorts. So there's a lot of activity in there, people asking questions, um, all sorts of things. So if you want to join that group as well, that's also on our website. Amazing. And I'll post links to each of those sites uh, in the uh, podcast webpage so you guys can access those that way. Brittany, thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. I wish you nothing but the best with your travels and hopefully you get to hit more of those bucket lists off your uh, going going forward in the next couple of years or so. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Now, does that sound like fun or what? I mean, I would love to do what Brittany does and house it all around the world um, without paying for accommodations other than airfare or your travel to the destination. Um, Who knows? Maybe one day I will be able to do that. But for now, it's the nine to five grind for me. Um, If you guys would like to, um, you know, try this for yourself, maybe you're a bit more adventurous than I am. Um, you should definitely check out Brittany's website. Her link, the links are posted on the podcast website 
uh, for this episode. Um, so please do so. And I, I, I made a comment in, um, in a chat with Brittany that she really needs to maybe get her own YouTube page or at least her own vlog, because I think it would be so cool to check out the, um, the different sites that she's visited and some of the homes that she stayed in. I'm not sure if there's a privacy issue or not filming in their home, but, but if, even if it's just the neighborhood that they stay, that'd be so cool. Uh, but guys, thanks for the, listening to the bonus episode here. I appreciate it. Um, I might even have more bonus episodes in the future. I hope you enjoyed this one until the next full episode. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace. I'm out.